Welcome to episode two of the Pub Talk podcast. We're going to be talking about today uh, the thing that has been dominating headlines all summer. No, not Love Island, it's the World Cup. <laughs> yes, it's, fucking, it's coming home, isn't it? It's actually coming home, though. That's the thing. Do you know, like at the beginning of um, like summer, everyone was like bantering and saying, "Oh, yeah, it's coming home," and that you know, football, fifteenth of July, it's coming home, oh, shadow of a doubt. But it actually is coming home. So like, I just can't even get over it. So fucking buzzing, mate. Absolutely buzzing. We've got a chance. We've got a chance. <laughs> that's that's all you can ask for. We have actually got a chance. So I mean, like I. I'm quite an optimistic England fan, and I've already set out in my um, work diary, sort of like what's going to be going on next Wednesday. Oh, I'm but, already aware. What man? Get on uh, Saturday three o'clock. Yeah. Wednesday seven p.m. Sunday yeah. four p.m. And, and <laughs> it's that's all I need to know for the next yeah. two weeks. And yeah, and Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday. That's all I'm living <laughs> for. And the only other worry that I've got is how much beer I can manage to consume. During those games, or, or you know, around those games as well, really, and sing as many England songs as possible. Thing so. is, the thing is, you got to look at the other side. Is if you win on Saturday, you're in the semi-final, right? And then at that point, you're guaranteed two more games because you'll play the third, fourth yeah. playoff. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and that's, a, that's actually a Saturday night. So that's like well. City being third. Like that's yeah, you're not going to win the World Cup. You're also <laughs> going to you know announce yourself as the third best team in the world. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a chance, isn't there? And, like, I think, despite whatever happens from now, really, this has been my favourite World Cup. Oh, without doubt. Ever. Like, since I've been, obviously, alive. So, yeah, just absolutely buzzing with it. And, yeah, I mean, some some place... I mean, it's great that the country are getting behind them, but some places are a bit too far. Like, I'm not going to name the place, but you'll know it's a very popular Saturday night spot where we'll have ventured many times on a night out and they're hosting England games on the, on their screen and uh, it'll be there's videos on Facebook of like when we scored our sixth against Panama and mm. pints going everywhere and I love the fan is it, zone is it, is, it almost, is it almost like a, an instrument that if you play that instrument rats come to you yeah yeah, that, yeah that's the one yeah so, and it's like it's ridiculous right because it's, I love the fan zone like sort of atmosphere and the fact that pants are going up and everyone's buzzing but when we scored our sixth goal against Panama the pants flying everywhere people getting shoved on the floor you know pants someone actually who was there Quoted to me that he got a pint literally poured over his head, a full pint, uh, while someone was screaming in his face, It's coming home. Now, I mean, it sounded great for a story, but if that was happening to me, I'd be thinking, We haven't even won it. So, I mean, the celebrations, I think they've peaked a bit early. From from then on, the celebrations have got to match that. You know, imagine imagine being there last night when, when we got that penalty, when Dyer turned up for that penalty and he bagged it. Oh, my word. I mean, that I can understand. I can understand a pint going yeah. over your head last night. I can understand yeah, that because yeah. we've never won the World Cup. Oh, sorry, we've never won a, a, a World Cup penalty shootout or a competitive penalty shootout of any variety yeah. for twenty-two years. So that I can understand. Like that is that is a long time ago. But I have a question for you. You've watched. Yeah. I'd say. So you, would you say you've watched a good chunk of the World Cup? Yeah, so I've watched pretty much. Yeah, pretty much every game. Can you give me, in your opinion, your top three goals in this World Cup so far? <laughs> That's probably on the spot. Um, didn't see that coming, did you? No, I didn't. Top three goals. Is that in terms of like 
In terms of whatever, like drama or whatever you explain, you tell me. You tell me the floor I think is yours. I, I'm gonna go for number one first. Uh, right. So my te- like goal of the tournament is the one, and I don't know his name. Forgive me, but the French right right back. Pavard. And what a strike! I mean, just the way it, it, more so the angle that it gave you on TV, where he was behind the player, so you could actually see the the ball going, and yeah, absolutely outstanding. So. That that would be my my number one goal. I'm probably going to miss one here because just my it's all sort of blending together as an absolute just mental World Cup. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's got to be a group game. So, oh no, no no no! I know it. Ronaldo free kick against Spain. Okay. What? That's just I just love it. I just absolutely love Ronaldo. What a game that was! I was just out of my seat. I was just buzzing with it. So Ronaldo is your number two, is he? Or, yeah, number two. Or is he even contem- con- contemplating number one? He's he's he's. he's well, I think he's going to go two, just because that that goal. You don't expect it from from a right back. So I'm going to go with him as as, as two. Ronaldo's two. And the third. Third. I'm going to go with Jesse Lingard's because of the football that was played there. A little triangle, weren't they? Yeah. And then a the finish by Lingard's for absolute quality. The celebration, I mean, it was Panama, but the actual celebration itself was, was just quality. So, yeah, those are my top three. So, is it what Pavel, you say? Yeah, uh, Ronaldo, Pav- and then Pavard, Pavard. Pavard, sorry. Pavard, uh, Ronaldo, Lingard. For me, I'd say number one for me is Pavard. Yeah. I think Belting. that strike and that get fr- got France, I think it have a. Extended the lead or got them in the lead. Um, number two, I'm gonna actually gonna have. Um, I'm gonna go for Kirikev. It was the opening game of the uh, yeah. World Cup. Outside the left foot for a player that we've not really seen. Yeah, yeah. I think just the overall buzz of what a goal. I forgot one as well. I think you're gonna say it maybe. Um, although, in fact, no. I'm gonna change that. I'm not gonna go Kirikev. I'm gonna have to go Ronaldo because I think yeah. that free kick. Is exactly what he's all about. Yeah. Big moment, and on that day, he was fined seventeen. Told he was going to be fined seventeen million for tax, and then the government, the country of the government in which he gets his employment, is just put one top bins. Yeah, I've so, been to that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just a shame he didn't get the part result. And the goal of the tournament for me so far has to be NASA Chadley versus Japan, because they were two 0 down. They were buried, weren't they? Absolute dairy buried. And we always looking at the screen going, I don't believe this. It's oh. another giant killing. It's an absolute... It's like not... I was praying for it. I can't, uh, and then Courtois. And the one thing I love about... And I know like Courtois has been getting a lot of stick because of what he said about Pickford, which I don't... Con- I think that's unfair. I think it's daft. Especially when the game was a bit of a nothing game. There's mm. no need for... Because now with the whole country that he you know, sort of works in, he's like hoping that he's going to get beat. So he mm. just made me as a Chelsea fan feel like... Why? There's no need for you to say that. But... I digress. He got the ball, plucked it out, plucked it out of the air, and then rolled it straight out to a Kevin. I think it was Kevin De Bruyne or someone like that. Who then Kevin De Bruyne found a winger who then passed it across and a beautiful dummy by Lukaku and put it in the bottom. Any other keeper, any other manager, and this is sort of Martinez's pros, despite mm. the fact that he, I don't think defensively he's a great coach as a defensive coach. Mm. Courtois rolled it out. He didn't keep hold of it. He didn't kick it long he actually rolled it out and go bang there's your attacking football and to score in the 93rd minute I mean that's just scenes wasn't it scenes if that was England we would be 
it would be known as one of the greatest goals in, World, in yeah. England's World Cup history. Fair point. There's one goal that we've both missed off, but I mean, that just shows how good the goals have been in this World Cup. Can but I guess it? You got no. Oh, is it Mertens? No. That Mertens goal was was good though. Um, could Cadwada? No. Don't know. Go outside on. of foot. Portugal. Quaresma. Quaresma. Yeah. What a belter. Yeah, that was just very technically how that, difficult it is to just. I mean, his foot was almost bending the other way. The only reason I'd give Kirikev, uh, oh, I think it's Kirikev who plays for Russia, mm. is that I've never heard of. Well, he's played. He did used to play for Real Madrid for a bit, Kirikev, but then that didn't work out. Mm. He's gone back to like sort of Russia, I think. But I've heard of Quaresma. I knew he's had that in the locker. But yeah, you, you're not wrong. What a fantastic, fantastic sort of uh, class. But yeah, so I mean, England's group, England's group stage. We was going to do the podcast before, weren't we? Yeah. I'm glad that we've waited now because absolute scenes last night. It could have been just completely different podcast if we would have just spoke straight after the Belgium game. Yeah. But um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it could have been completely different, but we decided like let's wait, see how we get on, um, and just yeah, I mean, I'm just full of optimism now. I mean, the Belgium game for me was was actually relevant anyway. Uh, I think it was class from Southgate to think right, feel the weakened team. Let's just let's just finish runners up and get ourselves an absolutely banging draw in the next round of the cup. Um, and we we have I mean we've got on the right side of the draw I know like Gary Neville said didn't he about sort of it's time to sort of look look towards it now and think well we've got to get past Columbia first but we are in a great position now and Sweden on Saturday although they are in the quarterfinals yeah they're not they're not amazing are they no I mean I'm looking forward to seeing Sweden have got a centre round called I think Granquist and he's, yeah, he's, he's been he's, good he's been really good but he reminds me very much of like a John Terry without the abilities a very solid Centre half, it of, of age to be fair. I was thinking you get someone like Rashford. Uh, that's why I think I'd, I'd play Rashford over Sterling on Saturday purely because I think Rashford can run at him and exploit him. And I think if you get him on the half term, I think he likes having his back to goal. Yeah. And I think he, Rashford can do serious damage against someone like that. And I think Sterling yeah. would wouldn't really run at him. I don't think he's as dynamic. I've not seen Sterling beat a player, which is a massive shame because we know he's got it it's somewhere in him, but he's actually not. Beat a, I don't think I've seen him get the ball, beat a player, and sort of like really mix with happening. You know, like sort of looking at Neymar. I mean, I'm comparing, but well, Neymar first in, like sort of idea is to just think, right, I'm going to beat someone and then do something. Like Sterling's got the raw ability to dribble past players. I mean, he's got no end product in my opinion, or, or like a, a finish or left foot on him. But the frustrating, definitely the frustrating thing player. for me is that he plays he plays on the wing on, um, for Man City and, and he kind of plays as a sort of left number ten sort of thing and I just I just think for someone of his ability especially when you see what Mbappe did to Argentina he picked up the ball in the midfield and ran at them he ran yeah. at them and made them commit defenders some of them got them got there some of them didn't but like I just think that's what Sterling he's, for someone who's got so much pace he's not used it once mm. and I think you've, the t- well, is it is it down is it the fault of the team for not allowing him to exploit that or is that not his own footballing savvy to, to know that's 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 his strengths yeah. I mean Pep's brought his football intelligence on like massively we saw a few bits last, I think there was a run last night I think it was, was it a free kick and Sterling made a run sort of he was on the right hand side of the pitch and he got himself in a position where he could move across the ball. He's, he's made like a really intelligent run. And that's what Pep's done for him. He's really brought him on. But he's still not doing it quite for England. There was a stat on, I was listening to radio on the way here today, and 
Sterling hasn't scored now in what was a thousand yeah it's about a thousand it's over a thousand minutes I think where it's out yeah. in England games it's like three years in terms of England fixtures yeah but I mean I mean that's bad about isn't it because it's all the internationals and you play every now and again but you that, just that, cement yourself as a, pre- a real Premier League because I think uh, I heard Durham and Goffey talking about like Premier League great or Premier League star he's Raheem Sterling the Premier League star I know it's international level it's, it's different but an overall sort of star. You can be carried in the team, can't you? And this this guy is not a star yet, but he could he could be, and that's a frustrating thing. The problem for me is that if you look at the if you look at the golden generation, how many times have you said these players are fantastic mm. for their club, but they're no good for the country? Yeah. And I think actually, if you look at the if you look at um, the team players that are in the team, barring one or two, Harry Kane being one, um, the vast majority of these players who are in the squad aren't probably number one players in there for their club. The likes of you know the, the Lingard's a very very good player, but I wouldn't say he's, he's more he's got more pressure than say Sanchez or or, yeah. or, or Pogba, uh, and the same for the likes of um, uh, you know Ali has shares the burden with Son and Eriksson. I personally think that Sterling is more of a big name. He's the one that's got the most pressure because he plays for Man City, and actually he's the one who is he's actually playing worse for his country than he is for his club, and that's. The actual that's the full opposite of the rest of the squad. I actually think a lot of the players in the squad, Jordan Henderson and Kieran Trippier, more so than anyone else, yeah. are playing better for the country than I've maybe ever seen them play for the club. And that's not, mm. and that might be disrespectful because actually I don't follow them as much as I maybe should have in terms of their ability. Mm. But what was your ratings? So, what was, was your say, player ratings? Out of, out of, what was your player ratings like out of ten for last night? Um, so I'm interested. In I, I, I went through got. this earlier uh, with, with uh, Savva. We'll try and get hold of later. And I, I, had a, I had a good think about it, and I thought, well, Pickford was about an eight for me, yeah, because he really didn't do much wrong, um, but he did. He made that quality save, didn't he? Um, just before their goal, it was a brilliant save. His distribution is very good. I like the way they still like to play out from the back, and, and can trust Pickford. No matter what sort of pressure they're going under, there was a point where I thought, well, it's cutting, cutting it fine here, and it's going back to Pickford. And I know across the stones, but it's still playing, still playing out. So he keeps to his principles. Man City had signed Pickford instead of Edison. We look at a whole new, different like keeper in terms of confidence. Like I don't think anyone would be slating him to be honest. But yeah, that's so eight. Uh, yeah, going off an eight, an eight for Pickford. Um, Aguirre man of the match nine. Um, I thought it was brilliant. He's still, you know, he's getting used to a new system of play of actually playing out from the back to the sort of severity of England. I mean, Hull City tried to play out from the back a little bit under Marco Silva. He liked, he more so brought the ball out himself and dribbled rather than passed it out. And he sometimes gets caught, but he's learning every game and he's getting better. And he's obviously a massive defensive unit. Um, Stearns eight. Again, like he's he's played well. He's keeping calm on the ball. There's a bit where he got the ball in the box. I think he passed it right across. I was thinking, you know, I was holding my breath a bit, like thinking, what's he doing there? But he's he's calm. He's composed. I'm worried he's got a mistake in him, but I'm hoping not. And um, Walker, eight. Again, he's he's a learning a new position. I'm sort of cutting him a bit of slack for for learning a new position, but he's doing all right. He's covering at the back with some pace, and I could see him wanting. Like he was really raring to bomb forward yesterday, and sort of have a little yeah, few I runs agree. down the right. I agree. And like he sort of see him wanting to do it. So, um, but um, 
Are we going with Dyer because he finished the game or uh, the original what starting? What we've done so far, we've done, done the back three and the keeper. So we're going Trippier. Go Trippier. Trippier, go Trippier. Trippier. I'm going to go Trippier, eight again, but on 8.5 actually because he's more, more so than an eight, but he's played well. Uh, there was a. Actually, I'm going back down to it, I'm changing my mind, right? Because there was a period of the game yesterday where the Colombians were getting a bit of joy on the left. I thought for five minutes, manage the game. Defend, stay in your position and defend and make sure we're, we're compact but he still sort of didn't line him there was a few times I got him behind us on that side uh, Ashley Young 7 maybe 6.5 um, wasn't his best game I do like him but again he's quite predictable he always comes on his right I mean there was one or two scenarios where he could have he could have really gone on his left and got to that byline but he, he likes to cut in. He's, he does what he does, what he sort of knows quite well. But yeah, I'd I'd prefer to see him to well to see a fit Danny Rose, a hundred percent fit Danny Rose starting to be fair. And um, I'll go Henderson next. Seven had a good game, but could have been that guy who gets sent off for doing something stupid. He flung his head back. And it's a booking, but I've, we've seen Reds go, you know, and like Beckham being sent off and, and for little things like that, just kicking out. You know, if he'd have caught him, because he flung his head back without sort of knowing, he knew he was behind him, but it's, you know, if he'd have caught him properly, it could have been in trouble and it was, it'd have been England's typical look if that happened. Uh, Lingard, he was quiet last night, I thought, but I, you know, he worked hard. I'd like to have seen Delhi work as hard as Lingard did. Uh, so I'm going to give him a 7 for that Delhi a 6 he put a, one good ball in I remember putting him a, a one, one good ball in but again he was a bit quiet for me I don't know if he's 100% fit I look at him and think is he still carrying a bit of a knock which hopefully he gets a bit of time to recover from and um, we'll go with um, Sterling 6 again made a lot of runs created a lot of space maybe did a bit of unselfish running for Kane but he found himself in a number nine position quite high up quite a lot of the time. And I don't know if that was the intention to sort of stretch the back line, but but really Kane should have been there. Mm. And then Harry Kane, I'm gonna give him an an eight. eight point five. Just not not a man of the match worthy of like Maguire. But I like the fact that he leads by example. He stayed he walked away, stayed composed when everyone was trying to get his head over the penalty. He took two really good penalties. Yeah, he still gets the lads to, to jog in at half time he sort of leads by example he gets them all in he's got, he's got real togetherness and I think the uh, rest of the squad really look up to him as a leader uh, in terms of the subs Fardy 5 didn't really see him do much wasn't really that impressed uh, I knew he got he got a little groin injury didn't he towards the end so and he would have been taking a penalty otherwise um, we've got Dyer apart from his penalty win sort of winning penalty Again, I found it. He gives the ball away quite a lot. When he went into centre back uh, instead of Walker, that was probably the best thing for him. Like to see him there, and that gives him about a seven. And um, oh, last player was it again? Have to remind me. It was um, Danny Rose, wasn't it? Danny Rose and Danny Rose. He thought, I thought he did all right when he came on. He had a chance to uh, win it, didn't he, for us? And I'm going to give him a seven as well. A bit long-winded, but there you go. There's my my. No, it's very in, in depth. If nothing it was, else. Yeah, go for it. I mean, who's your? player of the tournament for England Kieran Trippier I think uh, Kieran Trippier probably because of the fact that he, I, I, 
I knew he was a good right back, but I, remember, I didn't realise how good of a right back he is. And I think he's yeah. he's sort of player that if you if they said to you two or three years ago he was playing Championship football, and came to, went from Burnley to Tottenham, and even out of the town thought well, is that too big of a step? Is he, he's a good right back, but is he that good for Tottenham? Uh, and I think he's 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 man made for that for that role at right right back or right wing back. And I think everybody looks at Kyle Walker and things. You could probably do that job, but I generally think that Trippier's got a better delivery than yeah, Walker. Yeah, delivery's amazing. Yeah, I think his delivery is, and anything if you're going to play that sort of, and, and because Walker's so quick, he can uh, Trippier can get away with staying a little bit five ten yards further up uh, than, than than maybe Walker could if, if if he had someone slower behind. So I think Trippier for me. Uh, yeah. I think wooden spoon best player of the tournament. Again, well, I've got to say Raheem Sterling. I think he started. Started the first game against Tunisia and 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 played against Panama as well. Um, I think this this I think he needs a lot of confidence. I'm his biggest critic by far. I think he's a fantastic footballer. I just don't think he's done enough, and I don't think he looks for me like he's doing enough either. I can understand when when things aren't going for you, um, you try you just need to try harder. Sometimes you can try so hard that it don't go for you, but at least then you show like you're trying. For me, when I look at him, I just think his body language just suggests that he's 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 got a, like a God-given right that he's a, a great player, and I think he's sort of lost that 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 modesty about him. Yeah. Um, which he maybe had at Liverpool, um, and I think he's still got that under Pep because he knows he's a, a little fish in a big pond. And I just wonder if he's tempting camp thinking I've just won the Premier League. Um, and whereas Stones, obviously, you'd say it's the same job, but Stones doesn't play as regularly as Raheem Sterling, so that's maybe the reason why. I am being probably very critical of them. I just think the hardest, the harder games are going to come now, and I mean yeah. in terms of pressure, and I mean in terms of ability, and I just think in terms of every moment is iconic, and I think he plays as an uh, behind the striker, so effectively he plays as a striker or a second striker, and I, I just think. If you are going to be, if you are going to be playing as a second striker at international football, you need to be able to score goals. I don't think you can carry a striker to not score goals. Yeah, and exactly. he doesn't. He doesn't. And I can. He doesn't offer a load of assists. You can argue that Emil Heskey doesn't score goals for England, but look at the the goal return that we had off the back of Owen and Shearer and players similar. I just. Yeah. I don't think that he. I don't think that Sterling. I think if you if you don't score, I mean, he had that header against Panama and he hit it straight at the keeper, and that's just one. Then that's unlucky, but I don't think that helped him in terms of his confidence at all. I think that he we can't carry a, a striker who doesn't look that dangerous. And I don't think he, I don't. I would love to see how many shots he's had on target this season, this this tournament. I'd say the header, and and maybe one more at the very most. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's just he's been under. He's been. I don't know whether it's the system, but it's just not being the same player that he was when he put, puts a blue shirt in. Him yeah, matches. yeah. Okay, I agree. Fair enough. Right. Um, well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll go to backs against the wall, the sort of under the cough sort of uh, part of the show, and then we'll get a, another five-a-side team. Okay, so. Um, no five star team this week because all of our mates are melts and they just won't answer the phones. <laughs> so, thought we'll have a quick look at our Twitter at Pub Talk Podcast One because at Pub Talk Podcast was taken already. What a disgrace. Um, but I don't know how because it seems to be the most difficult thing in the entire world to get a podcast up and running. 
Okay, everyone's just after X amount of money to host your podcast. Just let us put a podcast on. It's not earning anyone, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's, no. it, we're actually, they are actually depriving the public of what they want, and that's some good quality football chat. And I think we are to a certain extent, but that's bad at buying it. Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. So we've got a we've got a pod uh, <laughs> a poll, and I'm laughing because I think someone's just voted. I think he's sat next to me. Uh, whose five-a-side team would win in a game? Ben's team of last podcast, so De Gea, Terry, Lampard, Balak, Drogba, or my team? Obviously, the, the master class of Dudek in goal, Campbell at the back, Lampard, Giovanni in midfield, and Michael Owen up front. Michael Owen in his prime, may I add. And uh, at the minute, Ben, you're winning. Uh, after one vote, which it's just launched, I'm pretty sure you've cast that vote, but you know, I'm not going to point your fingers. Uh, yeah, um, I don't, I don't know how how I can defend the fact that I'm the only person who's voted after 37 seconds. But, uh, <laughs> Get yourself yeah, voted. I, I, I personally think that my team would win it comfortably yeah. as well. So I've retweeted it as well. So I'm at halfy ten. So uh, by all means, tweet me or, or, or Tucker. Um, you are. Mm. What are you, John? John Tucker, John Tucker 14. At John Tucker 14, yes. and at Pub uh, Pub Talk Podcast One. Yeah. Uh, so we can. Uh, Listen to uh, see what your views are. Yeah, uh, but yeah, well, I think I'm going to win that one. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. The other, the other two polls. Um, so Germany out. This was from the 27th of June. Germany are out tomorrow night. England play. But at which point do we get excited? Uh, take each game at a time. Got zero percent. Wait until after the Belgium game. Got zero percent. Football's coming home. Capital letters. One hundred percent. Thank you very much. Okay. And then our next pub talk podcast will be all about England, which is this podcast. But the question is, will England win the World Cup? We got uh, quite a few votes in that one. Uh, in that one, Ben. Who and voted for that? I didn't know we had fifty-five friends. I know. Yeah, we've done all right there. Fifty-five can votes. Can, can you vote twice? <laughs> Uh, 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 well, fortunately for us, not, and it's been the word spread slightly, so that's good. So, sixty-four f- percent of you said yes, England will win the World Cup. Thirty-six percent of you are pessimistic, and you decide that they won't win the World Cup. I don't know what that's all about. So, I'm going to have to, um, yeah, I can't. Well, I'd love to see what that figure is now, but yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, get yourself on Pub Talk Podcast One, and it's the it's the new uh, the new poll. Whose five side team would win? All right. So, last bit of the show. Um, up against the Kosh. I'm going to put you under it first, Ben, for 30 seconds. You've got to try and defend something that is just completely, like, undefendable. Like, you just cannot, you cannot even back it up, but you've got to try your best. And I know that you'll struggle with this one because you've just ranted about how bad he's been for England. So your first one, well, the only one for you this week, is Raheem Sterling, okay, is only three games away from winning the World Cup Golden Ball. Go. Right, so he basically scored, he's one of the top goal scoring midfielders from the, his Premier League season. He's obviously got a bit about him. You don't get pay for £50 million if you're not a player. Uh, he's, he's, he's not at the rubber of the green, I think. If he scored the header, I think he probably could have been on five or six by now. Um, he's a really, really, he's quick. I, I, I think if we, if he gets one, he gets twelve. It's one of them. Yeah, well, it's floodgates. It. It's floodgates. Absolute floodgates. London buses. Yeah, and it's just, it, the just defenders will just part like the Red Sea. It'll be. <laughs> um, I think he's he's obviously a talent, um, and uh, he's three games away. And you know, I've always said, okay. big players come at the come at 
upcoming big games. <laughs> come off the hour, come off the man, isn't it? Yeah. That was class. But fair, you did well there, Ben. Yeah, sounds a bit like having Redknapp though. You know, yeah. one minute you know it's not a good. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's a terrific play. You know, well, a few minutes later, but yeah, oh, I can't wait to see if that happens. Okay, right, like 12, uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, you never know, Sweden might have a leaky defence, they might be tired. Right, go on then, uh, I'll, I'll go under the cosh. Okay. What have we got? Question for you. <laughs> I want you to argue this. England have not been lucky to get this far. Well, they haven't. Have you seen the, uh, the referees? They've been absolutely, like, they've been against England every single time. They've been you know, VIR. They've knocked on the head every time England play. Not even looked at it. Uh, yeah, well, well, one or two, one or two decisions, but they were blatantly obvious. Not lucky at all, really. But every single tournament, we look to get criticised by the referees. And I mean, how Henderson got spotted last night. It wasn't even like a, a, a malicious or, or nasty thing. He literally was just stretching his neck back. He actually was looking up at the scoreboard, and he nearly caught one of their players in the face. And the referee decides to book him. It's complete and utter. Bad luck for England yet again at a major tournament. Okay, good effort. Good effort. I tried. It's hard. It's difficult. It is only it's on the difficult. spot. Yeah. So one for me. You got another one for me, or we settle in there? God, I think you've took that one today. I mean, if you've got one more for me, I'm more than prepared. I think I've got to one give for it you. another go. England should be fearful of Sweden. And Sweden should be the favourites for this tournament. Tell me why. It should be. Have you not seen their team spirit? I cannot even begin to talk about how good they are as a team. Everyone sort of says it's about individuals. Neymar's going to turn up. Uh, you know, or Ronaldo scored his hat trick. You know, but we've all, we've seen what's happened to Messi. He didn't really turn up in this tournament. It's proved that with how good the Swedes are, they are just absolutely. I mean, I'm going to hold my hands up here. I don't know any of their players apart from their centre half, but it just goes to say how good they are. Obviously, you know, I know one massive player for them, and he's the player that's going to be the the sort of main. He's going to take centre stage in the final. This guy is an, a world class player, world class midfielder. No one will be able to get the ball off him. He's going to score a free kick in the final. Don't you dare say it Sebastian is Larson. Sebastian Larsson. He is the boy. He's the Swedish Beckham. He's got this. Right, okay. That's uh, very interesting. Um, <laughs> really quickly, what would your team be on Saturday against uh, Sweden? Okay. And written in a sentence or less the reason why you picked that player. What, and, what, and would you go for the same... Okay. On, on the same formation that Southgate has been playing. What's yeah, your team? Yeah. So Pickford, um, he's grown into the tournament every single game. He's getting so much experience. He's going to be... A, a very very good goalkeeper because of the experience that he's had um, I'm going to go with a back three of uh, Walker again he's just showing that he's got a bit of cover there at the back and he, I'd like to see him go forward a little bit and uh, you know uh, um, Trippier just drop in and make a back four when, when Walker does sort of bomb on uh, Maguire next to him and Stearns they've just been they've just been impressive and I like the way they play out from the back I'm going to go with Ashley Young again at left back I just don't think Danny Rose is quite fit enough and I just think Ashley Young, he, he will make up for sort of the game that he, he had. Oh, it's not even, it's not been a horrendous game, but yeah, it's just not as good as he has been. Uh, Trippier right back, one of the, our best players of the tournament. Henderson, again, you know, Owen Hargreaves uh, quite a few tournaments ago had a, like, uh, literally a, an amazing tournament and everyone, you know, praised him. Same sort of things happening with Henderson. He needs to get a similar sort of praise that Hargreaves did those years ago. 
Uh, I would change it a little bit there. I'd put Lingard in. Um, as, as per usual but I'd play Ruben Loftus-Cheek next to him yeah, I, think I think the guy is so positive he gets the ball in the half turn he looks to attack goal at all times and it would have been good to see him come on in that game last night just to just to sort of kill the game off really he's really good at keeping possession as well uh, and he draws a lot of uh, fouls as well so that's Ali dropped obviously and then I would play um, Rashford up front with Harry Kane obviously um, Rashford again so, so, Sterling, so you drop Sterling and Ali I drop Sterling and Ali yeah despite how good your sort of plea was for Sterling being played at the tournament uh, how about uh, you you know that was through through um, <laughs> gritted teeth um, yeah same again Pickford uh, Walker Stearns Maguire um, Ashley Young and uh, Ashley Young and Kieran Trippier I think there's been an argument to say that Ashley Young probably Danny Rose should deserve a start but I don't think he can start um, altering your team this third late in the competition yeah. I don't think Danny Rose has done anything barring that shot which obviously went wide uh, in, the, in the sort of latter stages I don't think I don't think he's in um, Gareth Southgate's plans because he came on in the extra time so he didn't make the cut for 90 minutes even despite Ashley Young getting tired I think uh, so I'm playing Ashley Young midfield mm. I'm going for Henderson uh, Loftus-Cheek and Lingard uh, with Rashford and uh, Sterling, so sorry, Rashford and Kane rather, so yeah. exactly the same as you, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, general I, I consensus think, think, for a lot of England fans is that, isn't it? So I'd love I, to see what it is, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. Uh, Scott prediction? I'm going to go for a two-one England. I think we'll go two-nil up, and then sort of Sweden, Sweden will, will get a sort of goal that will make it a nervy ending to the game. I think it'll be done in 90 minutes this time. What about you? Uh, one in England scored approximately 78th minute I think alright so yeah a bit of a KG I think it'll be a KG game I think it'll be tight I think we'll bring on someone like I think he will start Sterling because I think he's very loyal to Sterling I think he think he thinks that once Sterling gets one he'll get many I don't I disagree with that despite my plea (laughs) Uh, I don't think he's got the uh, I don't think he's got the nails to sort of like go and push push and and, and just shoot on sight and I think Rashford Rashford or Kane will uh, I think they'll create uh, just get just get at them really, and I think uh, I think that'll make the difference in terms of um, in terms of the sort of the, the scoreline. So yeah. I think around the eightieth, I think okay. they'll get tired and we'll we'll be freshed up. Sweet. Okay. Well, that ends our second episode of Pub Talk uh, podcast. Follow us at Pub Talk Podcast One and send in your suggestions for our next topic. But until well, it's probably going to be about England, isn't it? Let's be honest. And how much it's coming on. So yeah, we'll see you next time. Let's have it. Cheers.